Welcome back, and uh, thanks again for uh, sticking with us. If this is uh, multiple times you've been with us, thank you. If this is your first time, we're glad to have you here. Uh, this is a podcast that uh, we are running um, to be able to introduce or be able to bring uh, the idea of discipleship or following Christ into more of a common space. Uh, my name is Dan Hertzler. I'm the pastor at Refuge Church in Manor, PA. With me, I, I've got Ryan. Hey. And I got Mike. How's it going? And uh, we are just trying to uh, have these conversations weekly uh, as we talk about what it really is to be that disciple of Christ and to be able to uh, grow in him, to be able to come more like him. Uh, Each week we're looking at some different topics in that, and we began uh, to move into this central idea of discipleship, of being with God, and that meaning the core of our relationship is not doing for God, but it is being with God. And so uh, what does that look like? Uh, how does that fit into our lives? How does that maybe fit into your life? Uh, what does that uh, uh, play out in, in your everyday life? And so uh, we're going to use a term, this, uh, this conversation, called sacred rhythms. And we believe it's uh, from Pete Zazaria's book, Emotional Healthy um, Spirituality. Um, and he describes that idea of sacred rhythms as uh, working into your day, working into your routine, uh, rhythms of God that have been set aside throughout all of history that, that God even had given to us. Uh, some have used the terms in the past, uh, disciplines, uh, the disciplines of the Christian life. Uh, but the sacred rhythms is um, something a little uh, more closely in line with what we're talking about because of one thing, it's a rhythm uh, that may look unique to me that's going to be different for you because you have uh, a different everyday life than I do. Uh, you have different interactions. You have different time constraints. Um, and rhythm also indicates the idea of a dance uh, where there's some give and some take. There's uh, some different movements. Uh, some seasons you're moving slower. Other seasons you're moving quicker. Um, and it, it kind of indicates a lot more of what we're trying to get at, uh, trying to get away from maybe be the, the, the thought, well, I woke up in the morning and I did my 10 minutes with God and therefore I'm good for the day. Um, and to uh, bring it into a more regular routine of everything that you're doing from, from beginning to end, from morning to night, from uh, hour by hour in, in that sense. And so uh, that's kind of where we're going and what we're looking at. But, um, you know, Ryan, uh, I'm just curious, you know, what, what's your thoughts when we talk about this idea of being with God and having sacred rhythms? Uh, what's some things that come to your mind? I think right off the bat, for me personally, I've just seen so much in myself that if I spend a really great 5, 10, 15 hour, two hours, doesn't matter with God. And I felt like that has been such a life giving time. If that's it, my life starts spinning out of control by the afternoon, (laughs) you know, like by the evening, it's like, I forgot God exists. Like, you know, I'm practically an atheist by the time I go to bed. You know, (laughs) Like I just see so much that just prone to wander, you know, just, and not even in, in bad things, but I think even too, with rhythm, I love the word rhythm because you think about, you know, someone playing rhythm and Mike, you'll probably school me on this because I won't get it right. Just a little bit, (laughs) but you know, someone who's playing rhythm, if they go and they try to, you know, 
do a solo or whatever, you know, they're going to, they're going to, it's going to be catastrophic for the entirety of like the performance. Mm -hmm. You know, the rhythm is kind of this, this core of where we're going. It's the pacing, it's the tempo, you know, and I'm sure if one person is playing out of rhythm, it becomes apparent really quickly. (laughs) So I think just seeing that it's so much more than just a burst of a solo you know, in this one specific section, it's something continual that is, it has lasting effects, you know? And for me, I just found of, of that whole rhythm of not just looking at, Oh, I have this sacred time with God in the morning and then that's it. Yeah. But realizing there can be little moments throughout the day that can be just as meaningful, if not more than the time of exclusive, like blocking out time. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I, I remember uh, a time in my life, what you're speaking of, Ryan, where, um, I decided to, to do a half Ironman, uh, which I'm not a runner, biker or swimmer. Uh, I can do those (laughs) things, but I'm not by nature, those things. And I had never ran more than three miles in my entire life. And, Mm -hmm. and the requirement was, you know, uh, you know, uh, 13 or I forget now, 13.1, I guess that's a half a marathon and, um, just learning how to run in rhythm, uh, mm. where I would wake up and want to do it the next day. Because in the past I would run so hard mm-hmm. on one day cause I had to accomplish the goal that I was so exhausted the next day I'd wake up and say, I'm too tired to do it. And yeah. I never got very far, but as I learned to, to, to work in a rhythm and a pace, uh, I actually woke up the next day looking forward to mm-hmm. continuing that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I think what you're saying is is kind of the same thing. Like our relationship with God should be so fluid and, and uh, consistent in that rhythm that you wake up the next day and you want to keep continuing mm-hmm. to do that because mm-hmm. it's something so vital to your mm-hmm. existence as a Christ follower. Like, like you said, you know, you can have an, an amazing hour with God and then 10 minutes later... <laughs> forget him. I mean, and we see that all throughout the Bible. Like you see, you know, these biblical characters have amazing moments with God. And then later on they're, they're completely, you know, mm-hmm. acting like they don't know who God is. And, and, and we can be very judgy on that and then realize, mm-hmm. well, I'm the same way too. And so how, how do we create that? Uh, I think that's, that's really uh, a, a, a different mindset, a different kind of even uh, a philosophy of, of what we're talking about. Kind of gone are the days of just saying, I'm going to wake up and do my devotion. Um, although that can be a really good and sweet time, and maybe that's the most perfect time for you to have your your more intimate moments. But then it's how throughout the day can I wire my time that where I'm coming back to God in prayer or I'm coming back to Him in, in worship or I'm coming back to Him in uh, Bible reading. Yeah, and it's funny because I actually remember a time years ago when you had sent a video to a group of men, you know, this was in the early days of refuge and it was something about like taking time to, uh, you know, just set aside for God in the, in the, like the afternoon yeah. and the evening. And I actually remember being kind of offended <laughs> by that <laughs> because I was like, I have such a great time with the Lord in the morning. If I try to do that in the afternoon, you know, yeah. I just felt like I could not give the Lord that time. And then, you know, right. Yeah. Maturing happens and you realize, <laughs> Well, you don't need it to look the exact same way, but just finding that to be freeing instead of like feeling guilty or like kind of upset about it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, I think the whole concept of guilt, um, and how we feel 
as we approach things. I think that's a huge part of this as well, too. I know so many believers, they do feel guilty. They compare to one another, um, and then they, they don't think they're doing enough or or maybe circumstances uh, happen in their life negative, and they think, well, I need to do my devotions twice mm. to make up for the negative. Uh, and so we have all these different ideas around the sacred rhythms with God. Um, Mike, what, what are some of your thoughts on this? Yeah, uh, I mean, you've if you've been with us the last couple episodes, you've heard us talk about it before, and I'm going to say it again. Um, but a lot of this is is you know th- around that idea of a rule of life or or a set of of practices um, or or rules that you structure your life around that that help you produce fruit. And for me, whenever I, I look at this in, in my own walk, this is really where the rubber meets the road. I think that. There is this myth within the church that it's like, oh, my faith gets proved in the fire. Um, but I read once John Tyson actually said, um, faithfulness is just long obedience in the same direction. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, your faith gets tested and proved in the fire. But if you haven't had that, that obedience in the same direction for a long period of time, well, then you don't have anything to be proved in the fire. And, and that's where we have these moments of crisis. And it feels like, you know, where is God? And, it, and, and it's a lot harder to see him. Now, I don't want to invalidate anybody's experience in different crises. I've certainly gone through uh, my own, even, even over the last two years that, that just hits you like a truck and you just, you don't see them coming. But it is because of these different rhythms yeah. that I know who God is. Mm-hmm. It, it is because of these rhythms and the disciplines within them that, that I am actually able to navigate those moments, or I've been able to look back and see why I couldn't navigate those moments in a healthy way, because I wasn't actually grounded in my day to day. This life that, that, that we're constantly walking through, like there, there's another, I, I think, misconception that we all have our own truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, we're all walking through the same reality, and that yeah. is a life is hard. Life is really difficult for every person. Even Jesus wept. Even Jesus had things that he he went through, right? As we walk through those things, these practices are what keeps me sane. Mm. This is what, whenever I'm having a bad day and, and, and I'm trying to show up and, and be really present or be really engaged for somebody that I care about. And I don't think that I can, well, guess what I have to do? I have to stop Mm. And be with God. Yeah. And it sounds so counterintuitive because you're like, no, you need to like do this or, 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 or try um, to just breathe or locate and center yourself in the room. No, I need to stop and be with God. And yeah. I need to breathe in his goodness and breathe out my selfishness and breathe in who he is in his love and breathe out my anxiety yeah. and, and just stop. And so whenever I, I, I create a habit around it, if I can create a schedule around it, um, then, then I think that's when we really start to see the fruit. The last thing that I'll say on this is, is, um, for those of you that are into business and, and those books and concepts, um, we hear often that your organization is intentionally and specifically designed to produce the exact results that it's getting. Mm-hmm. And when we keep doing the same thing over and over and expect different results, that's, that's a yeah. definition of insanity. Yeah. Uh, I think sometimes we, we show up to church expecting that God's going to move in in a tremendous way. And he can, Mm -hmm. that's who he is. But in the day to day, I believe this is how God has chosen to work Mm -hmm. is when we prioritize him, when we, when we put a set of practices into place that we schedule our life around that just bring us back and center us back into who he is. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and this is so central because if we're going to accomplish this this discipleship that we're talking about, if we're going to accomplish uh, living out um, this faith in a real way in, in the common space, if we're going to reflect Christ, if we're going to learn to come alongside others, if we're going to uh, you know see people the way that Jesus saw them, if we're going to live on mission, it, it has to be from the core of us being with God. And, um, you know, I, I think this is something that, again, we're not solving it all in this one podcast, but uh, beginning to, to really think it through and take kind of that, that uh, you know, inventory of our time spent, where we spend it, and, and how does God fit into the rhythms of, of our day. Um, in saying all this, uh, there's something I read that really hit me um, uh, talking about uh, a really interesting new idea that's, I think, starting to pop up in some people's uh, radar is this idea about how life is becoming more like a game. Um, and becoming more like a game, meaning that if we just hit these certain uh, things, then I'm automatically going to win this award. And in that, it becomes very addictive. They're, they're identifying social media. They're identifying uh, some of the apps that we have, some of the things. Uh, for uh, you know, Just read something that, that I read this week. It says, uh, if you think about getting captured by Fitbit and just caring about your daily step counts, or if you think about going to school for the sake of a good education and coming obsessed with the, the GPA score, or you go to pre-law for the sense of uh, public interest and legal activism, but you actually come out caring more about what kind of law school you get into, according to U.S. News and World Report, uh, then we're going to find and understand that we're just doing something to get a result, or we're just doing something because we're playing a game. Uh, in fact, what they go on and saying is that we realize that a high step count isn't the same as good health. We realize a high GPA isn't the same as a good education, that a high even social media Twitter account and getting likes isn't the same as connection and collective understanding. And what we'd say to you and to ourselves is that just going through these motions to be able to think that you're going to get more of God's blessing or to think that you've accomplished something spiritual because you went through the motions isn't actually being with God, that there is something more than just plug in and then all of a sudden come out the end result that you have. And, and that's what we're trying to really try to try to balance in that, that yes, there are these good things to do. These are these disciplines like like prayer and, and Bible reading and fasting and the Sabbath and rest and solitude and, and, and you know, worship and these things that God has given to us. Yes, we should engage and do them, but we're not just doing them so that we can check the boxes and we can do the game, but that we do them because, in a sense, we get more of God out of doing those things. So, um, you know, I know, Ryan, you got, you got some thoughts, uh, some things that you've read. Um, you know, as you think about this process, you know, sh share some stuff that you read. One thing that really stands out to me, you know, along the same lines is, is just realizing that Jesus is a person. Yeah. You know, I think it's so easy just to get caught up in doing these things and forget you're spending time with a person, a living yeah. person. Yeah. You know, and, and he is the reward. You know, I think it's so easy to think because you did X, Y, and Z, you will be blessed. Sure, God blesses obedience, but yet I think we tend to miss that Christ is our reward. Yeah. You know, so to know him as that is, I think, truly what God is wanting to give. But I, re I read something really great, really practical 
uh, a guy by the name of Francis Fenelone, and 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 he basically said, you know, turn, try to turn to God as often as you can. And he says a couple few few more sentences that I'm going to read. He says, even when you want to be with Him and you are distracted. It's important to keep bringing yourself before him. Do not wait for a perfectly quiet time when you can lock yourself in your room and be alone. You know how hard it is to find such a time. The very moment you feel drawn toward God is the moment to turn toward him. Simply lean toward him with a full heart of love and trust. Do this whenever you are driving or dressing, or getting your hair done, turn toward him while you are eating, or others are talking. When conversation becomes boring during a business meeting, for instance, you can find a few moments to fellowship with your father instead of being drained by unnecessary talk. Hmm. So it's just this really, you know, cool, like reality of he's with you at all times. He's not keeping you away from him. You can turn your attention toward him really whenever you want for the most part. So I think it's just really seeing these are some of the most sweet and life-giving moments when you're driving and sure, yeah, you got to get to a destination and pay attention, but you can still turn your attention to the Lord and, and, and not just because it's like, well, you know, got to do this, 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 and that, but it's no recognizing he's with you. Mm -hmm, Like he is actually with you. Um, you know, and, and in work, you know, just, I love that part with the, with the business meetings, you know, how many times have we been in meetings where it's like, what on earth is going on, (laughs) you know, but being able to still be present, but recognize the presence of the Lord. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, if this is something that's, that's newer to you, that even the thought of it, um, you know, I'd really encourage you to, to, to speak with somebody about, Hey, you know, uh, what do you, what do you do when, when you talk about your time with God? Like, what does that look like for, for some, again, um, you know, it can be just reading a verse and then really letting that verse marinate uh, throughout the day. For some, it can be doing more of what we call a study where you, you want to, kind of dig through it a little bit and kind of find some cross references and and find words that are used and uniquely in that. And and maybe it's reading bigger parts. Maybe, maybe just trying to understand the big picture of the Bible and and try to see it from beginning to end and, and trying to read it in that context with the, with the thread of, of Christ through that. Um, maybe it's, um, you know, just, uh, you know, you're, you're sensing your spirit is always angry and you, you want to say, okay, how, how do I turn that anger towards thanksgiving or towards generosity? And so therefore I'm going to, I'm going to introduce some worship in, in my day. I'm going to, you know, take a 15 minute break and, and just listen to some worship music and praise God. And, um, you know, it's just, it's those kind of things that to start to say, okay, how do I start, um, changing some of the things that I normally do into ways that can then become sacred rhythms for for my day. Um, for some, you you might need to use your phone in a, in a way of setting an alarm. You know the the early Christians uh, they still kept to their Jewish customs of praying. Uh, I believe it was like every three hours that they would st- still pray, mm-hmm. um, and so they, every day they would they would keep those customs, but they would then use that time to obviously, um, you know, put it towards prayer, towards, towards God and, and, and focus in on, on Christ. So, um, you know, being, uh, more rigid for some of you might be a really good thing. Like I, you need that regular routine and say, you know, what, I need to be reminded every, every three hours. I want to, I want to spend some time with God. Others, 
and maybe a little bit more organic where you can feel like I'm getting worked up, I'm getting stressed, I'm getting uh, anxious, uh, I, and I need to, I need to start to, to, to transform my thinking or transform my mind, and therefore uh, I need to engage uh, into this. You know, there's some really, really great church history involved in this. Uh, there's some really great resources from uh, past believers throughout the last 2,000 years that have written some great things, some great prayers. For some of you, you may feel like, you know, prayer is an intimidating thing, uh, and you're not sure how to pray. Um, you know what? There's there's some great prayers out there that have been written for you that, you know, you're not just reading them, but you're you're agreeing to them. And, and so you go through uh, those prayers and, and do that. And, and, and so there's a lot of opportunities, a lot of things. I, I think the first step that we're really trying to encourage you here is to to start thinking differently about your day and that relationship with God and how it it can intertwine into the rhythms of your day and your life and in a way that um, can start to be able to to get more uh, of of who God is into your life and then you'll start to see some of the things as Ryan said that uh, you know, we, we are blessed more with obedience, but we don't just do the obedience to get the blessing. It's, it's part of the reward and, and, and the, this connection that God gives to us. And, and so, um, you know, as you delight in him, you'll find uh, more of your, your time and your delight start changing into to what is his. So I uh, just really want to encourage you along this line. You know, if you ever have any questions, you can feel free uh, to email us at any time at info at churchrefuge.com. Uh, we'd love to be able to walk beside you on this. Um, this is going to be something we're going to keep talking about. You're going to hear these phrase, being with God, sacred rhythms, uh, probably throughout all this podcast because it's such core to everything that means to having a relationship with God and growing in Him, and then the evidence of that. And so I uh, really want us to continue this discussion. But, uh, you know, this to me is one that's going to, again, make a huge difference uh, in ultimately uh, what that looks like. So uh, thanks again for just being with us uh, here in this time.